Good morning. You're listening to Wake the F Up on 101.5 Yom FM. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karan and my pronouns are he, him. Yom FM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba campuses located on the stolen lands of Anishinaabe, Nehiawak, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. We respect the treaties that were made on these territories. We acknowledge the harms and mistakes of the past and those that are still ongoing in the present. We acknowledge our privilege as settlers on this land, and we dedicate ourselves to move forward in partnership with Indigenous communities in a spirit of decolonization and collaboration. Thank you, Karan. So, Wake the F Up, if you don't know, is your local feminist radio show. We like to have a little focus on what feminism looks like in day-to-day lives. How do we think about things? Not, we don't speak for all feminists. We speak of That's how true. we think of feminism and how we encounter things in the world and how we attempt to make a feminist perspective on it. And if we don't know about something, we get people on the show who we think know a little more about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good description for our show. Yeah, yeah. And we, we definitely strive to take an intersectional approach as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes a, a really radical approach. Yeah, which is not palatable to many, but we do it anyway. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I want to talk about something that uh, that we refer to as, or that I'm referring to as the perpetuation of indifference. Interesting. Yeah, so perpetuation of indifference in itself I guess is a self-defense mechanism, if you really think about it. Because it's really hard to think about all of the stuff that is wrong in our world. So how does, how, what do you mean by perpetuation of indifference in that context? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in order to try to protect ourselves, um, it will actually become kind of a goal among circles of people to to actually be more indifferent and it will be kind of celebrated so whoa 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 i i'm gonna need an example this is going way over my head (laughs) (laughs) so um if you can uh whether or not you're going to laugh along with a joke that somebody makes about a person with a disability ah i see i see i see or if somebody if you're with a group of People who like to go out hunting, whether or not you're able to laugh at, I don't know, the way the animal responded to being shot, like if it, you know, hit the tree or whatever, something like that. Like just like being able like just hardening, having hardened yourself to the dark or not empathetic things in the world and having that be a social quality that is desired in your circles. Right. So the ability to joke about the holocaust for example yeah would be a socially desirable character trait personality it, yeah, trait? Question yeah. Mark? Okay. if you're in one of these social circles that perpetuates indifference which, ah yes gotcha yeah so another thing that uh Okay, so I was definitely very much surrounded by these social circles. Um, <laughs> I guess we were going to talk about what we did this summer, hey? Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. We, okay, well, well, let's digress for a moment. Um, I was forest firefighting in Manitoba this time. I will have no shortage of references to the time that I was in that hypermasculine work environment. So if you're not familiar with this show yet, um, just be ready. It's going to happen <laughs> a lot. Um, and uh, Karan, where were you? Well, I was just, you know doing stuff i was doing research uh not 
forest fire fighting at all. No, uh, I suspect you were doing something more meaningful. Well, <laughs> 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 nothing's meaningful when we're all going to die because of climate change. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, oh, now that I'm serious. done being morbid. Uh, yeah, no, I was just like researching and doing um, political activism. Did like some I traveling. Do. Yeah, did some, yeah, yeah, I went home yeah. for a little bit, went mm-hmm. to Ottawa for a little bit. It was good. But yeah. Ottawa's not home. Ottawa's not home. Let's tell our viewers where it's home for you. Well, home is Mumbai. Thank you for putting me on the spot, Christina. But yeah, I I went, I, I, you know, left a huge carbon footprint by traveling all the way to Mumbai, taking six flights. So felt really good about that, but got to meet my family, uh, see my family after a long time. So that was good. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am, uh, yeah, I am spiraling. So you need to Beautiful. shut me up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we're both very happy to be back uh, in this studio. Totally. Um, so I'm going to tell you about something that is super cheerful that one of my coworkers said to me at one point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so something that your hyper masculine environment related coworker said to you yes. is cheerful. Yeah. It's okay. really cheerful. And Great. ironically, Great. Um, of all the people that I met there, he was the most self aware actually so i was surprised that he said this he knew it was so you're not being sarcastic okay it, it you're, you're gonna hear the okay thing. okay great, great he knew how horrible this was okay. when he said it great um but i'm still gonna tear it to shreds okay great great <laughs> great great love it so we started speaking of the overpopulation that exists on the planet or quote-unquote overpopulation Ooh. and he uh he says that the world needs an epidemic and that cancer is the only thing saving our world from completely um consuming all its resources in the next what are five years whatever well that's great yeah and the thing is this is not an uncommon view like people this is people's response to the overpopulation problem. And of course, well, I'm, I'm going to come back to what, like, okay. My, the point that I want to get to is that capitalism perpetuates this thing called the myth of scarcity. So with the myth, myth of scarcity, it's one of these tools that is basically meant to continue um, all of the people in the like bottom most classes to always be at each other's throats rather than directing their attention upwards. So it is true that if the majority of the world lived like the top 1% does, yeah, you know what? The overpopulation problem would be much worse because we would consume the resources at a much faster rate. And true, um, if you don't... Like, there is a limit to how many people can be on this earth. Of Of course. course. You know, we have to acknowledge that, of course. The solution is not cancer. It's like pregnancy clinics. Like it's education. It's sexual education. It's resources Uh and it's access to these things. It's not limits on how many children you can have. Like it literally all comes down to education. So this this anger is misdirected. So totally. And and it's also like, let me just say this, because we're all a little unsettled when we say things like epidemics and diseases and things like that. Because let's be honest, what are we thinking of when these words come to our mind, especially when a white person is saying this, is always people of color who need to die out for this to happen. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about epidemics and you think about diseases, the places that are hit the worst are, you know, usually the places that have been targeted by colonialism and have been left to die out on their own after neocolonialism has also screwed them over Mm -hmm. and are usually parts in Southeast Asia 
like, you know, the Indian subcontinent or Mm -hmm. the African continent. So it's always directed at people who are going to are, are already like, you know, being displaced because of climate change and are being negatively impacted because of neoliberalism and or, you know, even in the Americas, you will usually think that to happen only upon Latin Americans because God forbid that, you know, <laughs> the that epidemic you see happens. Any white people suffering? Yeah, at all. yeah, because that's not who they're talking about when mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, we need an epidemic." No, we don't need an epidemic. We need an epidemic for someone else mm-hmm. to get wiped out. That's always like the the classist and ra- racist rhetoric is always going to be present. Like you cannot hide that, and that is something that needs to be addressed right away. And yeah, I hate that your coworker said that. I want to. Yeah. Wish an wow. epidemic upon him, but I will not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so given that this um, this perpetuation of indifference that would lead to somebody having a belief like this, what then is the right response? As you said, education. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you want to tell them why what they're saying is wrong? Yeah. Is absolutely. this a, is this a trick question? This I is don't? not. Well, okay. I, 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 <laughs> Um, I have this, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to quote my girlfriend right now and I want to hear your reaction to this quote. Oh my God. So she, she likes to say that one's radical politics should stem from a love of humanity. I really like that quote. I'm going to cry. Yeah. It's, it's really it's sweet. Happening. I know. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 And I think it's really easy to forget that that is, um, you okay? No, I'm I'm a little I'm tearing up a little, but it's fine. <laughs> That's a really good quote. It's a really good thing to remember. Yeah. It's always. really important to remember the reasons that we either shy away or take these issues head on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of things in this world preventing us from having the room in our hearts to care. And I think that contributes a lot of the reason to why activists like us get burnt out so much. Yeah. But totally. Remembering why we're in it like that that just it just does it for me you know yeah yeah definitely yeah so what really should be perpetuated instead of scarcity is radical love and unlearning the small nuances of oppressive thought um and if your conclusion about the world advocates for the most humanity essentially like in your social circles is it valued to appreciate each other in ways that may be unusual Uh and especially like um with masculinity it's not encouraged to really show emotion at all it's not encouraged to cheer each other on or you know try to raise up each other's uh self uh self-confidence or anything like that like take little steps in radical love right essentially and that that's kind of how I translate that whole chunk of theory to how it looks in everyday life. Yeah, no, totally. Mm-hmm. And and that makes sense a lot in in terms of what you said about, you know, perpetuating indifference is that it's easy to be indifferent when your politics is not stemming from, you know, wanting to care for humanity mm-hmm. and all of it. And I feel like that is something that can also be very much applied to just the political spectrum and how people are either politically apathetic or, you know, extremely conservative, right wing 
people in that the more you begin to care about people, the more you are unable to ignore things like economic inequalities and mm-hmm. social inequalities and all the inequalities in the world that exist. Yeah. You're in, unable to do it. And and then suddenly you're left with like one one option, which is, you know, considered to be radical. But then uh, I don't know. I'm digressing with this. But yeah, no, that that oh, totally yeah. makes sense for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, in my uh, just going more to the point on, you know, the kind of small nuances in how that even affects your daily life, whether you've internalized like even if you believe in radical love, you can't really enact it unless the people around you do as well. So I really wonder about, you know, like I witnessed so much hypermasculinity this summer, so much keeping each other at arm's length, so much not building each other up, so much gossip and hypercriticism and um, valuing how much power you have over a group, like valuing hierarchy and valuing dominance. I wonder how many, well, I mean, I I say I wonder how many people are secretly wishing that they didn't have to operate that way, but I kind of feel like anyone in that kind of environment that is so starved of basic human connection is probably wanting it to end. Wow. And it's funny because they'll defend it so hard. You know, if somebody comes in and wants to improve the conditions in a in a place like that, they feel like they're being attacked by HR or whatever it is. But it's right. like that is literally the answer to the thing that is tearing you apart. That's the it's the answer to the thing that's taking away your humanity. Being able to acknowledge it, not taking it anymore when people say that you're a pussy for not being able to do X Y Z. I think there's a lot of people that are secretly sad in those situations and if you're one of those people at the very least I guess start with not so adamantly becoming angry if someone wants to come in and change it I don't know if we'll really have any listeners that is in that situation these people were pretty far from our social circles but it's just so boggling to me that they defend it so hard you know Yeah. 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 Like, why? Why Why defend that so hard? It's so exhausting. And you can see it. It comes out in weird ways, in the acceptable ways. It's acceptable to be angry. And that's the mm-hmm. only thing that's acceptable. And you see it take a toll on people. That, like, it's really hard to stay in that environment for so long. So it's just a self-perpetuating s- system that, you know, mm-hmm. angrily defend your right to always be angry. Mm-hmm you know profanely very profanely tell people to shut the f up mm-hmm. when they tell you to not be profane mhm huh yeah yeah and if i if i really try to envision why um why they might feel they need to defend it of course they're always taught that the only way up is by stepping on other people i could see that left and right that was the way that people showed dominance was by tearing others down um and uh no two ways about it i'm absolutely talking about my workplace um they do value their work ethic they value working hard but that's also a capitalistic notion right exactly like valuing productivity like that 
Yeah. This is intertwined with the dominance of patriarchy, the capitalistic notion that you have to be productive. You have to be the most productive. Oh, my God. Okay, so at this workplace, this is actually so bewildering to me. There is no... There is an un, unfailingly adamant desire to work as many hours as possible to make the most money does not matter how much pain you're in like you you know it's considered a shameful thing to get off work if you're injured mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like 17 hour days are normal no <laughs> yeah yeah and you would do that f- at like and the max out for shifts is 24 days Oof. And the thing is, like, if I, I feel like if I was in any other job and I was working that many hours, people would not <laughs> be happy about it. Like, that's exhausting. Yeah. But no one there speaks of how tired they might be, really. It's just constantly, constantly encouraged. Keep going. Keep working. Keep it at 100% all of the time. Yeah. Well, it's all a capitalistic notion, isn't it? When yeah. you have to be, you know, if you have to be at the top. A, you have to crush other people and B, you have to, you know, crush yourself. So to be at the top, someone's got to be at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But by being at the top, you are already being uh, placing yourself at the bottom. Mm -hmm. What's the point of it all? Yeah, it's not sustainable to exist that way. But the thing is, um, their ultimate plan uh, it seems with a lot of them when they enter jobs, they a lot of them speak of they would only stay for several years if there's opportunity for advancement. So their ultimate goal is to then, I guess, join uh, the class slightly above them, like eventually take steps to move into the upper class. So they've accepted. Well, if we're going to take a take this um, analysis on it, they've accepted their role in the proletariat. They believe they need to work hard. And, you know, get that bread um, and with with the ultimate goal of joining the bourgeoisie and then working uh-huh. less. Because uh-huh. a lot of them on their off time would be speaking of the ways that they could have passive income. The amount of times that I heard the phrase passive income. Oh, my goodness. Like they they want to own properties where somebody is just renting and, pay, and they just pay off the mortgage, like the people leasing it. And right. this is a way to make money. And that's like, that is like their goal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's kind of gross. Um, yeah. That's a gross uh, way to think th- think out the next few years of your life. Yeah, exactly. And I understand that we all need to make our, we all need to make our money in this world. We all need to do what we can to live a good life. But they have this goal without criticizing at all that there's always going to be people who have to take the like who have to be at the short end of the stick right they acknowledge that they're not going to be working as you know the bottom of the barrel forest firefighters for the rest of their lives probably yeah but they accept that there's always somebody who will have to and not yeah oh i am so depressed because of this like (laughs) i just came out of a depressive episode and i feel like after this i'm gonna go home and be like oh god and then i'm gonna just stare at my wall for five whole hours thinking about how capitalism is going to ruin all of us as it already has begun to has begun to it's well on its way it's just finishing us off wow i'm sorry that's not any better (laughs) (laughs) that really messed me up wow i'm sorry no no well that's just the reality we all need reality checks but wow 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So for someone to... You can bet to, they're all crying inside, though. Too. Yeah. Does that make uh, you feel better? <laughs> We're all crying inside. Well, I don't know. This is just like <laughs> kind of like internalized misogyny, internalized yeah. racism, but internalized capitalism? We all have internalized capitalism. Okay, so that is the term. Uh, it is now. Okay, great. Okay. I haven't heard that exact phrase before. Um, I don't know. The in, uh, internalized need to be productive to have self-worth. The yeah. internalized, internalized need to kill other people to be rich? Yeah, we all have that, don't we? She uh, said sarcastically. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that's a fun capitalistic notion. Oh, all right. Well, this is it for me. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> As Cran goes walking out the door. <laughs> I'm so sorry for making you so depressed. No, you know what? It's fine. I am. I'm kind of glad we talked about it all. Um, it's given me much food for thought, which will be good uh, later when I stare at my wall, which is fine. It's totally fine. But I think that at this point, <laughs> I think that at this point we need to uh, switch gears a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about the inevitable. Can you say that word for me? Inevitable. Thank you. Anytime. And I think that we need to talk about the in- inevitable mess that is going to be caused because of the provincial elections mm-hmm. a little bit, um, mm-hmm. mostly because I also want to encourage citizens who live in this province to go vote. Especially uh, the young people. Please. Especially please, those. Uh, please go out of your way. I mean, like, I understand that, you know, you cannot. Uh, what's that uh, quote? You can't destroy the master's house using the master's tools. The master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. That one. Audrey yes. Lord. Yes. I Yes. Completely. You know, yes. They will not dismantle the house. But like mm-hmm. at this point, that's the best thing we've got. Unless someone can. You know, well, come up depa- with a revolution. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's that was my next <laughs> question. Actually, <laughs> should we even attempt? Uh, should we even attempt this whole democracy thing, or should we just go straight for revolution? That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't hold the answers. I don't have but, a straight answer to that either. But yeah, please yeah. participate in Both. this. Actually, revolution is the ideal. Okay. Well, please thing. vote uh, yeah. before you start to put people on the guillotine. Yeah. Um, I'm just joking. Government of Manitoba, if you're listening, oh, yeah. I am just kidding. We are. I am it's true not. Lulls. Yes, we are just having lulls. Yes, it's true. But go vote, please. Yes. Um, and yeah, I just have to talk a little bit about the elections. Can we just talk about how the progressive, quote unquote, conservatives have not shown up to any uh, debate that has not been aired somewhere? You know, that has been held in the uh, strata of public. Uh, spaces, you know, mm-hmm. if that is something that the conservatives even want to uh, exist anymore, public mm. spaces. I don't know. No, maybe they're they too wanna, good for that. Maybe they want to privatize it all. I don't know. Should I pay $10 to just exist in a space? Maybe so. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, yeah, so, so they have not showed up to, you know, the debate on equality, on gender equality. They haven't shown up to a uh, climate debate. They haven't shown up to many debates. I'm really. curious to see. It. Well, I'm I'm gonna be attending one of those debates later today. Uh, I'm curious to see if they'll show up at that one. Uh, probably not. Let me just save you some time and say probably not. Yeah. So, 
for some folks who don't know, I work with an organization called Students for Consent Culture. Uh, we're relatively, you know, a newer nonprofit. We used to be called Our Turn, and we have a campaign going on right now called hashtag Vote with Survivors Manitoba. Ooh. And we have listed five asks from all parties that are relevant and are, that are running for the provincial elections. You know, first one is to change the privacy legislation that dictates that a survivor cannot find out about the invest the results of an investigation mm-hmm. in a workplace setting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, say, for example, if A assaults B and B complains, B will not know what what action has been taken against A, which is super messed up for yeah. survivor centric policies and procedures and for a survivor to recuperate after an assault has been taken place. So, real. so yeah. Right. Like it's it's super messed up. Like a survivor should know what the results of an investigation are at all times. So we are asking them to change that. Mm-hmm. We are asking them to reinstate international student health care because healthcare yes. and survivor uh, survivor support are, you know, extremely compatible. They go hand in hand. You cannot alienate one demographic of people and not give them health care. We are asking them to make sure that law enforcement uh officers and also like public judges and or judges and stuff they have sensitivity training when dealing with survivors of sexual assault we're asking them to put in more and more and more resources into fully realizing the calls to justice put forth by the national inquiry that took place that declared missing and murdered indigenous women and girls as a genocide um Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're asking a lot from the government. We have five main asks. I, I mean, I that's not a lot. That's, that's it's not a lot. Bare yeah, minimum. I shouldn't have said a lot. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, it's been well received by the NDP, by the Liberals. Uh, I'm not too sure about the Green Party, but I can say that you know we it haven't heard at all. Remain delightfully ambiguous. We haven't heard back from the Progressive Conservatives yet, and that's all I have to say on that. You know, huh. and um, so I'm just gonna request folks to follow this campaign and see what what how how people how politicians respond to this campaign yeah so how can we follow this campaign so if you you know google just students for consent culture and you go onto our website mm-hmm. under advocacy we have this thing called elections and you can follow elections mm-hmm. uh we'll be posting timely updates on what how our campaign is doing on our instagram our twitter our facebook uh yeah and we really encourage people to you know just follow that in my opinion it's going to be really hard for eco-fascists like the green party to uh to deliver on stuff like that or even uh, i learned a word today yeah oh yeah the green party is super eco-fascist that's a good word i just want like uh, maybe this is not a debate that i should be getting into right now but you know when you say things like another day when you say things like overpopulation is causing problems and you do they say that well we know how we feel about that oh <laughs> yeah 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 totally totally no 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 green party is uh i used to think that they were left-wing but i don't know anymore Mm-mm. but anyway so i encourage people to follow this campaign and go vote vote him out yeah vote him out please we need health care yeah people yeah. are literally dying as a result of this karan needs health care i also need health care y'all yeah. i'm already paying yeah. for it and now y'all want me to pay eight hundred and sixty-four friggin' dollars a year on premiums while I already paid my taxes for healthcare? What kind of world am I living in? 
I'm, I'm so pissed. Internally screaming. Okay, so that is uh yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, today today was a lot of uh things coming off of our minds. Mhm. But yeah, we're just so happy to be back. We're Absolutely. just so happy that summer's over. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of sad about it too, but like happy that summer's over. Happy to get things back in full swing. Happy to get into some really deep feminist conversations. We have a lot of exciting conversations planned for our upcoming shows. Yes. Lots of guests that we want to talk to. So yes. stay tuned. Be sure to check out our Instagram, Wake the F Up, UMFM, and our Twitter. Yes, we have a new Twitter, y'all. Yeah, what is it? It's that? new. Uh, it's uh, at wake the f up umfm. I'm pretty sure. Perfect. Um, All right, catch us on there. Catch yeah. us next week. Stay woke. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>